Hey everyone, and welcome to the 19th episode of my podcast, History from the Back Pages, which goes in depth on historical figures, events, and places throughout history. This episode will focus on Admiral Richard E. Byrd, the first man to fly over the North Pole and South Pole as well. He was born in Winchester, Virginia in 1888, and in 1912, after Byrd attended VMI, Virginia Military Institute, where my good friends, Ryan Smoot, he attended, but he's still attending the Virginia Military Institute, so I want to give him a shout out. Then in 1912, he made an ensign on the USS Wyoming in 1912, where he received a medal for saving a sailor overboard two times. So he received two medals of commendation for saving different sailors' lives. So then in 1914, he was assigned to the USS Dolphin, a gunship where he met Franklin Roosevelt because that was a flagship for more people involved in the government, the secretaries of defense. So he met Roosevelt while he was there. Then in 1917, Byrd had to retire from active duty after an injury he received on the ship, the Dolphin. So that he retired in 1917 after an injury. So then in 1917, World War I started. So immediately he was called from inactive duty and back to active duty. So, Byrd was made a lieutenant, so he served in 1917 to 1918 as a lieutenant. And I couldn't find what ship he was working on, but he did do a lot of things on the ground at different naval bases and and things like that where he trained new cadets to get into active combat. Which is pretty interesting considering he was only born in 1888, so Richard Byrd is not very old at this time. He's only about 20 years old. So that he's already doing that is a little older, 30, but impressive is just the same. Then, in 1923, he founded the first naval reserve base. And we're going to go ahead from his, his naval career. Because after this, he basically decided to become an explorer. So he helped with navigational techniques for different people flying because he's also a skilled navigator. So then in 1926, his goal was to fly over the North Pole. He wanted to be the first. He went with his friend, Bennett, and Floyd Bennett was his friend. So their goal was to make it to the North Pole first, because at the same time, another expedition was also being carried out by Explorer, who I'm going to do later in this podcast. Roald Amundsen, the famous explorer from Norway, who doesn't get enough credit, as he should have. He also wanted to make it the first to fly to the North Pole. So they're going neck and neck. But Richard Byrd beat him out by a little bit. But there is some controversy regarding Richard Byrd, because some experts and people, such as explorer Brent Backlund, who is from Norway as well, as um, Almondson believed that Bird falsified his ga- reports and gathering and that he was full of it 
that there was no way they could have made it from. So they set, so they started in Norway, then they flew to the, the North Pole. So based on his flight trajectory, flight speed, the wind, and all those factors and the weather, the Brent Bachman believed that it was almost impossible that he had to have lied or almost made it and said, oh well, couldn't do it, and then it's retur- returned and told the National Geographic Society that they actually had when they did it. Because at this time there is no really way to prove it besides written documents. So it's not like today where someone might be caught on camera and they'll be like, obviously he made it. Because they were just doing written documents like his diary or his friend Floyd Bennett, what he says that happened because he wrote a memoir that was published after his death that clarifies how they made it to the North Pole. So now I'm going to discuss a little bit about the aircraft that that Floyd Bennett and Admiral Richard Byrd took to go to the North Pole. And this is pretty interesting because the, the plane that they chose, they chose two ships, three planes, and the plane that um, Admiral Richard Byrd and Floyd Bennett were on was a Fulker tri-motor aircraft named the Josephine Ford after Essel Ford's daughter from the Ford Motor Com- General Motors Company, which is interesting. And they ended up making it to the North Pole. And when they arrived from the North Pole, they claimed to reach the pole a distance of 1,535 miles and in nautical miles, 1,335. So when they returned from the North Pole, because he was honored and a national hero, they passed a special act in XY6 promoting him to the rank of commander and awarding both him and Floyd Bennett the Medal of Honor. So this is a great honor for him to be bestowed, given to him by Calvin Coolidge, so President Coolidge at the time he was president, gave them the Medal of Honor. And sadly, not too long after, Floyd Bennett ended up dying. He was injured in a crash. And they wanted to also do a, um, we skip that. Basically, let's focus on his journey to the North Pole. Because he did a lot of things that were considered interesting in regards to explorer stuff. He also went to the South Pole. And we said the North Pole. And then later in his life, he also fought in World War II. But since he was much older at this time, he was more in the boards, not ground. He was just giving out assignments, surveying, navigation for airfields. And he was present at the Japanese surrender in Tokyo Bay in 1945. He also was awarded the Legion of Merit. And now, let's see. He was also a Freemason, and at the time of his death, in 1968, or not 1968, excuse me, 1957, age 68, in Boston, Massachusetts, he has received the Medal of Honor, many other awards during his Navy career, and his career of exploring the North Pole and the South Pole, and many organizations have 
named honorary fans after Admiral Richard E. Byrd, especially the Boy Scouts. They made him honorary scout and gave him a number of awards. And let's see. Also, the uh, the Ohio State University officially changed its name. The Polar Institute of Polar Studies at Ohio State changed its name to the Bird Polar Research Center. And I didn't know that much about Admiral Richard Bird, but very interesting. Very interesting to learn about how he made it to the North Pole. There was controversy, as in many of the explorers I've done. People were hesitant to believe them, like, oh, he's lying. He couldn't have made it. Impossible. But Richard Bird, based on articles and a committee of National Geographic experts, looked over his findings, looked over his flight plan, path, and his research that he gave them and his data, they believed that it was, in fact, real, that he did make it to the North Pole. And there are some people who are still debating it, that he's, he's full of it, but for the sake of this podcast, we'll have to go under the assumption that he did make it to the North Pole. And he also wrote a book, his autobiography, about his career, his life, and career in the Navy, and his time exploring to the North Pole and the South Pole. And we're going to cut it short because there's a lot of stuff that I could talk about Richard Bird, but we don't want it to be a 20-minute or more podcast. Just a short introduction into Adam Richard Bird's life. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode of History from the Back Pages, episode 19. And sorry that I didn't release any episodes last week, but I was very busy with homework, work, classes, so I didn't get time to do both podcasts, but this week I did one today. I'm going to try to do one on Sunday as well, which right now looks likely that I'll be able to do it based on homework. So thanks everyone for tuning in, and next time, we're not sure. We could go in a number of different ways, could do a undersea explorer, maybe an art aircraft explorer, but we'll have to see, so thanks for tuning in. Bye!